0: The following presentation of the Midland City Planning Commission will begin in a moment. The Midland City Planning Commission is responsible for overseeing the City's Master Plan, conducting public hearings, and offering recommendations to the City Council on a wide range of local land use issues. The Planning Commission consists of nine Midland residents who are appointed by the City Council. The Planning Commission meets two Tuesdays per month at 7 p.m. in Council Chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through channel 99 on AT&T Uverse, or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs podcast channel.
1: Good evening and welcome to the regular meeting of the Midland City Planning Commission taking place on Tuesday October 25th This meeting is called to order. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance
2: All right. will you please call roll fields here. Duckrow, here Beville here Bain here Panacek McCoy here Roderick Collinger here Craig here mr. chair you have a quorum all right
1: next item on the agenda is approval of the minutes from our previous regular meeting held on October 11th any comments or revisions commissioners <coughs>
3: I move we approve the minutes uh, from October
1: 11th we have a motion to have a second I second we have a motion from Commissioner Mayville and a second from Commissioner McCoy to uh, approve the minutes from the last regular meeting on October 11th all those in favor say aye aye, aye. aye. those opposed same sign minutes are approved next item on the agenda is our our, our public hearings <clears throat> we have one public hearing this evening Uh, For public hearings, we will begin with a staff presentation and overview of the petition. Then we will invite the petitioner to present. We will then welcome public comments and questions, then provide the petitioner the opportunity for final rebuttal and comments. We will then close the public hearing and then go into deliberation and possible decision by the Planning Commission. As I said before, we have one public hearing on the agenda this evening. That is Zoning Text Amendment number 163. Mr. Kane.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, the text amendment before you tonight would amend article 15 of the city of midland zoning ordinance that is the chapter that (laughs) deals with the residential b multiple family zoning districts this amendment would add single family dwellings as a principal use so the proposal this is a city initiated zoning text amendment to add single family dwellings as a permitted use under residential b zoning Residential B district is intended to provide varying housing needs or to respond to the varied housing needs of residents by providing areas for attached housing at a higher density than is permitted in the other residential districts. And so primarily residential B and residential B2 are intended to provide for that attached housing. However, historically, they have also allowed for other housing types, including one and two family housing. So as a background residential B allows a variety of principal uses accessory uses uses with special standards and conditional land uses single family dwellings are currently classified as a conditional land use in the district. The current city of Midland zoning ordinance which is ordinance number 1585 was adopted by the city in 2005 and at that time this was a holistic update to the zoning code of the city. Prior to that, the City of Midland Zoning Ordinance also included a residential B zoning district. So residential B zoning as a category uh, was not new in 2005. However, at this time, with the adoption of the new zoning code, single-family dwellings went from what had been considered a principal use in the residential B zoning district into the conditional land use category. I can back up and provide. staff has some idea of why that may have happened. Um, one of the challenges when zoning changes are made as part of a holistic update is there's not usually a robust record on every single line item change within the zoning code. One thing I can tell you as part of our master plan preparations, looking at past master plans of the city of Midland, one thing you'll quickly identify is that there are areas labeled for medium and high density residential property and development that were at the time of those plans, not developed those areas very often, or zoned residential B. And what you find in the years leading up to 2005 is many of those areas were developed for single family development. So my guess is that there was probably someone, it may have been staff, it may have been somebody on an elected or appointed body, that looked at that and said, hey, we want these areas to be multiple families, so let's make it a little bit more difficult to build single family. However, since 2005, we've had 10 conditional land use permits approved by the city uh, for single family dwellings in the residential B district. We have an additional conditional land use permit that's pending approval. Um, that's going to be coming before, uh, city council at their next regular meeting. That's the request from the second request on stone gate drive, um, that the planning commission recently, recently heard, uh, we can find no record that since 2005, there's been any denial of a request for a conditional land use permit in the residential B zoning district for single family dwellings. One of the biggest problems that this situation creates is that because we've implemented a requirement for a conditional land use permit, those existing single family dwellings in the residential B zoning district that do not have a conditional land use permit are considered legally non-conforming because they haven't been through the approval process. So in order for those properties to be improved, they have to come before you and come before city council to get approval for a conditional land use permit. To give you some of the numbers on residential B zoning, there's approximately almost 1900 acres within the city of Midland is zoned residential B. There's 1620 parcels in that area. Um, within that, so of that 244 acres and 826 parcels. So over half of the parcels of land in the city of Midland that have an RB zoning designation currently contain a single family dwelling. So the primary use in the residential B zoning district at the current time is single family dwellings um that acreage is a little misleading a significant amount of acreage in the residential B district has non-multiple family non-residential uses in it so so three big land users in that district as examples would be curry municipal golf course midland high school and hh style high school those are all also located in the residential B district and they consume a large amount of acreage for each of their uses On the screen, you'll see a map of RB zoned areas in the community. And within that, you'll see those areas of the community that have an existing land use of single family. So the blue areas are RB. The red areas are RB containing a single family dwelling. And you'll see we've got some pretty big concentrations, uh, particularly near downtown. So in the the north side area of downtown, roughly, um, it'd be east of Rod Street, north of Indian. We have a pretty big concentration of residential B zoning with single family dwellings. You'll see a similar situation sort of from the community center heading over to center city that we have a pretty large concentration again of residential B zoning with single family dwellings. We have another concentration uh, to the southerly edge of the city along Bay City Road where we have a large R B area that's primarily constituted of single family dwellings. And then in some of the newer areas of town and these are the areas I referenced earlier where we had past master plans that had identified uh for redevelopment in the RB district in a single family manner or in a multiple family manner manner, areas of town that hadn't yet developed. They ultimately were zoned RB, they ultimately developed as single family. So, as some examples, we have areas north of Wheeler Street near US 10 that were developed exclusively as single family in the RB zoning district. And our recent example was Stonegate Drive, where we had a property that was developed almost exclusively as single family in that RB zoning district. These properties were largely developed leading up to 2005. So the timing just sort of worked out in a way where I think the city would have seen many more conditional land use permit applications had some of these projects come a little bit later. But it just happened, if you look at Stonegate Drive, all but one house on Stonegate Drive, and I believe there's 12, was built up to 2005, including the year 2005. And then this rule went into effect, just happened that the neighborhood was more or less built out at that time, um, and the issue didn't arise subsequently. With any text amendment, you heard, uh, the zoning ordinance calls for you to consider certain review criteria. Those are listed on the screen. Is the proposed amendment consistent with the city's master plan? Have conditions changed since the zoning ordinance was adopted that justify the amendment? Was there a mistake in the zoning ordinance that justifies the amendment? Will the amendment correct an inequity created by the zoning ordinance? Will the amendment merely grant special privileges? And will the amendment result in unlawful exclusionary zoning? In an al- analyzing this proposal, staff, uh, has made the following findings. So first zoning ordinance defines conditional land uses as those which could be appropriate in the district where they are listed, but have certain characteristics, which must be managed to protect the integrity of uses permitted by right in the district. Uh, to that point, uh, staff finds it hard to understand why or how you could justify classifying single family dwellings as a conditional land use in this case given that they are the predominant land use in the residential zoning district in the first place in the second place single-family dwellings generally don't have characteristics that must be managed in order to maintain the integrity of other uses Um, in general in our zoning code we're typically doing the opposite we're attempting to protect neighborhoods residential uses from non-residential uses and their characteristics and so this really kind of flips the typical uh, uh, approach on its head single-family dwellings have been integrated into mixed-use areas of the city for our entire history there's there's been single-family dwellings downtown there's been single-family dwellings in our multiple family areas there's even been single-family dwellings in our industrial areas the current master plan's future land use goals include providing a diverse housing uh, a diversity of housing types and costs to meet the needs of all age and income groups Permitting single-family dwellings in the residential b district could help to advance that goal Um, I think that there's benefit as a community in having a diversity of housing types in one area rather than having concentrations of one housing type in one area concentrations of another housing type in another area this text amendment by itself doesn't completely solve that problem but i think it's a step in the right direction in addressing that um, kind of imbalance and over regulation of the type of housing that can take place in different parts of the community And finally, it doesn't appear to staff that permitting single family dwellings by right in the residential B zoning district would diminish the integrity of uses that are currently permitted by right in that district. And I think that the fact that 10 requests have been proposed since 2005 and all 10 of those have received approval speaks to that fact. I think this is probably the most important reason why staff brought this forward for consideration. This amendment would immediately make 826 existing single-family dwellings legally conforming. And so I don't know if any of you have ever owned a legally uh, non-conforming property, but that imposes a significant barrier to improvement and a significant barrier to financing of purchasing or financing a home equity loan. And so to immediately through one action, be able to make 826 properties in the city of Midland legally conforming uses. That is a a serious um, improvement for these property owners. And I think a serious improvement for the city as a whole, because it really balances the playing field for those owners and gives those owners an opportunity to have the same rights to make improvements to their homes that any other single family homeowner in the city would enjoy. So with that if you weren't already guessing staff's recommendation is that you recommend to city council that they approve zoning text amendment number 163. today we've received no public comments on this text amendment um, at the last at the meeting where you set the public hearing on this matter uh, you did ask staff to discuss the proposed zoning text amendment with the chair of the midland city housing commission um, that conversation did take place we discussed many of the same things that i've shared with you tonight and the chairperson expressed no concerns with the proposal. So with that, in terms of the process, we're at the first step, which is the planning commission public hearing tonight, planning commission may take this under consideration tonight. If you waive your rules of procedure, otherwise this will come back to you at your next regular meeting on November 16th for consideration and then go forward to city council for further consideration. I'd welcome any questions, Mr. Chair.
1: Questions, commissioners. Um, two for me one um, just uh, to drill down a little bit more on I know we talked about this last time because we wanted you to take a quick conversation with the chair of the Housing Commission Um, I know you said this doesn't correct the overarching problem but it's a step in the right direction I just don't want to lose line of sight on we do not have a lot of R B multiple family development in the city of Midland (laughs) so a lot of the map that you put up there I'm assuming is existing single family so um, I guess I'm just stating that um, and as we continue to look at the master plan, I know it's been said multiple times here, I just want to make sure that continues to be a priority. So I like that you said that we can integrate single family dwellings into mixed use areas as we already have. I think that's a better approach. Um, that's just the thing that struck me when I saw that map again As I'm seeing a lot of single family and we just have not done a good job of providing other housing stock. So. Um, And then the other question I had was knowing that we've made this change and are impacting, you said, 800 plus um, parcels, is there any way that we can just make sure that people know that that's the case, Uh, if if that makes sense, of making sure people understand that there has been a zoning text amendment, communicating this, I don't know if it's um, in the newspaper, et cetera, of just like, hey, you know, I just don't know if people were thinking about redeveloping and weren't because they knew this was a thing. I just don't want this to get lost like this is a huge opportunity potentially for 800 properties um and i want to make sure they're fully aware of their their new rights for lack of a better term if that's sure that we that can certainly we
2: discuss it. communication strategy for that um see the most appropriate method to let folks know okay um and to your to your first point i think it was your first point on other steps we could take i think there's, we've already had some conversations about um, our current approach to zoning and there are opportunity areas within the city where multiple family housing in particular is not currently permitted, where we might entertain permitting it, that would significantly expand that opportunity and provide the type of flexibility that we talked about during the special meeting uh, and really future proofing the community and and really injecting that flexibility as a baseline right into, for example, our commercial districts where we know there's going to be big changes coming in commerce and they've already come and there are opportunity areas there for more housing that provide a number of benefits to the community beyond just providing more housing.
1: Okay, um, and I guess I just asked the Commission like I, I'm one voice here so as far as communicating this change, am I off base? Do you think this would be beneficial for people to know? Yeah, I, was, yeah. Yeah, I think
3: it'd be very beneficial and if we could be proactive uh, mm-hmm. with, I mean we know the addresses, I mean we could send a, a postcard or something uh, to each of those addresses to let them know. I think it's important.
4: Yeah and phrase it positively because a lot of those uh, you, know, you know we've seen people blindsided when they go to refinance and oh my gosh I'm nonconforming, blah 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 and I mean you know this is an opportunity for a positive message okay yeah
2: I
1: mean I recognize you that, that there's staff time and postage and whatever else maybe something like that so I, I don't want to lose sight of that also but um, if it's feasible um, I think it'd be great for something to communicate out great any other questions or comments?
4: Well, just to comment, I really thank the staff for that data. That was pretty compelling uh, and makes the decision a lot easier than just what would we like to happen.
2: Yeah, I will say my job, I hit the floor. I, as the new guy, when we asked for the data on RB, I didn't expect to see the data we got. Um, I was pretty floored to do the math and find that it was the majority existing land use in the district. It, For me, really said, okay, we're on the right path here looking at this.
1: All right, thank you very much. I'll go ahead and open it up for public comments or questions. Public comments or questions relating to the zoning text amendment? Uh, Public comments in support or opposition? Hearing none, uh, does the city as the petitioner have a final comments or a rebuttal? No.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, me, I will go
1: ahead and close the public hearing and we will go into deliberation and possible decision by the Planning Commission this evening. James.
4: I move we waive the rules and consider this
5: tonight. I second.
1: I have a motion from Commissioner Bain and a second from Commissioner Fields to waive our rules of procedure and consider zoning text amendment number 163 this evening. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. We will consider it this evening. Deliberation. Comments. I'm ready to vote, yes. (laughs) All right, then I'm looking for a motion.
3: I move that uh, we vote to recommend uh, zoning text amendment number 163 to the
1: city council. Motion. I have a second. I have a motion from Commissioner Mayville and a second from Commissioner DeCroo to recommend zoning text amendment number 163 to City Council for approval. Mr. Kane, will you please call roll?
2: Fields. Yes. Deckerell? Yes. Mayville? Yes. Bain? Yes. McCoy? Yes. Kohlinger? Yes. Craig? Yes. Mr. Chair, that passes 7 to 0. Okay.
1: We have no other public hearings on the agenda this evening. Uh, We do have, uh, so next item on our agenda is old business. We do have one item of old business on our agenda this evening and that is site plan number 419. Do we have a staff presentation on this, or? We,
0: we do not have a staff presentation for this.
1: just um, a second. Um, site plan number 419, initiated by Frederick Dice, is for site plan review and approval of five-unit multifamily development located at 6000 Jefferson Avenue. Um, site plan number 14 was given first review by the Planning Commission at their last meeting on October 11th. Uh, no additional materials have been received uh, since today's meeting. Uh, the staff believes the proposal largely meets the city's requirements and is designed with careful consideration to the subject property. Uh, staff recommends approval of site plan number 419 with the following or the um, with the contingencies outlined in the staff memo. And the applicant is here to provide some more details on uh, some of these contingencies. All right, we welcome you to come up. Just need uh, a the Blue Mat, uh, name and address please.
0: Good evening, Again, my name's Fred Dice. I'm an architect residing at 2923 uh, North Sturgeon in Midland, uh, representing a developer by the name of Michael Giltrop. I did have the opportunity to go through all the questions and concerns and comments from the city staff, and I did contact all of them regarding those issues, and have what I feel is a solution to those issues. My biggest concern was the accessibility of fire apparatus to that site. I did get to talk to the fire chief, and his concern was, obviously the, the depth of the property and the, and the narrowness of the property. And he felt that our offer to put in an additional uh, hydrant halfway back, such that we were within at least 100 feet of every unit from that would, would be acceptable. So that's what we've agreed to do. We're gonna actually add another hydrant down the property line to make sure we have public safety as number one. <laughs> And the other thing I know was a good concern or great concern was for children, per se, to make their way from the back of the site to the public sidewalk system. And we're gonna actually put in a walkway for that also. So those are the big two concerns I remember and... Sorry, I'm just gonna try and get the
3: document camera here.
4: Oh, get it
0: to work? Okay. So our biggest concern is, of course, human safety. Are we providing the proper solution for that. And I, I do want to express my appreciation for the help and assistance from the planning department here for guiding us down, I believe, a good path and a good solution. So, and anyway, any questions of me beyond that, I'd be glad to address.
1: Questions, commissioners, Go ahead. Uh,
3: yes. Does the, I'm looking at the plan. Yes. Uh, site plan. And I don't know if we have that up there. Does it show where the fire hydrant is? It didn't because before, if we're, if we're but I... if we were to approve this, it uh, should show
0: it or... Well, if I can get... I brought a sketch that shows it. If we can get the overhead.
3: Is it in our packet? Uh,
2: i minimizing the PowerPoint and getting that out of there. Maybe that'll yeah,
3: I don't know if... I we was can, trying to look uh,
0: at for it here. Or do I flip it upside down? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know that we can access the um, document. Okay, well, I'd be glad to pass this around. Yeah, I'll start it for now. Here's the, uh, right there is the new fire My apologies, everyone else No, around.
3: this is. So it doesn't show on our packet.
0: Not the original, no. This is in light of a conversation I had with the fire chief yesterday and uh, he is out of town for the week, but was gracious enough to call me and discuss it, so. That's why I could not get it back in your hands in time.
3: So if we were to vote to approve this, um, would we, so um, Mr. Kane, need to uh, put a um, something in there stating that we need to follow the plan that's being Gone around and not from our packet. How do we handle
2: that, Uh, Mr. Mayville? I would say the staff contingency that's included addresses the the concern concerns of the fire department and whatever resolution might be reached to satisfy their concern. Okay. So adoption of the staff um, recommended motion would accomplish that. That'll take
3: care of it. Nothing new. Okay. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, and I would actually because staff hasn't completed the review of the updated plan set. um, I would recommend that you maintain all of the recommended staff contingencies, even if we believe they may be resolved, to ensure that we're able to fully resolve those after tonight's meeting.
1: Other questions for the applicant?
2: Yeah, I'm
4: looking at this. Does this show the uh, the dumpster screening and the landscaping? It does. And it does show the walkway then, right? Yes. So. And where are we on the photometric plan then?
0: Uh, we have a, an engineer right now retained to provide that to the commission yeah. or anybody who would request it. We will have that soon. So it'll show the photometric data and the spread of light and, the, and actually the shielding of any lights that would be okay. obtrusive to somebody.
4: I mean, those, on the one hand, Uh, You know, eight contingencies is a lot, but three of them are the kind of thing that, uh, you know, could affect the, drastically affect, you know, the, the plan to the extent that it's not the same. But it looks like those have been addressed. And while I don't like this many contingencies, You know, that's more of what I don't like. The the substantive uh, uh, things that might invalidate the plan I I think have been addressed. And uh, uh, are you under any time pressure then to get things going here for the the construction season? Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm really here to, if you need something expedited to answer any concerns, that's my first concern. In other words, if you need a photometric data of the lighting of that site, we will do it immediately. But it's something that we usually do through the, when we get somebody like a consultant a civil engineer or somebody who would do that for us, we'll also do the water retention calcs and the topo.
4: I mean, those are fairly objective and won't affect the the kind of things that would cause it to come back to us. my initial thinking tonight would be to table it until these things were resolved, but I'm, based on what we've heard, I'm a little more flexible now, depending on you know, how we deliberate
1: this out. Can you, now that we have the, can you just point out the fire hydrant?
0: Yes, if you can. The fire hydrant would be, if you can just see right my finger, that circle. Okay. That puts approximately more than halfway back into the depth of the property and that was at the suggestion of the fire chief. And that way, I'm within 100 feet of any of these units. Okay. To that, because because of their narrowness, they can't get in there and turn that truck around. It's mm-hmm. just impossible. Right.
4: I mean, could they back out, or don't they like yeah. to do that? Yeah.
0: So you can do that, but he said, with having that hydrant there, he says, kind of releases his fears of possibly, you know, taking a hose another 100 feet. Either yeah. He don't have to do that. So. And I've talked to the developer, he's more than willing to do that. Of course, it's an expense that they'll bear. Right.
1: And then there was an additional sidewalk connection and a dumpster screening change. Yeah, and here's the
0: sidewalk across the driveway. Then this is the walkway going all the way back and actually to the dumpster, which is right here. Okay. And I think I remember right, there was also addition of some extra, uh, extra plants. Yeah. That we wanted to add too, so.
4: And those are showing. I think there's
0: two of them we needed to add.
4: Yeah, and those are showing on the uh, updated. Yeah.
0: So we, wanted, we weren't going to put that screening more in the front of the property rather than on the sides. And, and then, we
4: could add this to the minutes, couldn't we? I'm
0: sorry?
4: I mean, we could add this to the minutes of the meeting. Uh, add what? You know, to, to, well, that document to show what it is we're really approving.
1: I think what we'd be approving is, staff has not had a chance to review the plans, okay. so we'd be reviewing, we'd be approving, the, we'd be approving the original plans with the eight contingencies. That's what we're seeing is okay. a, a plan that largely meets those, but right. we need to approve a plan that has those contingencies in it. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think what you're being presented tonight is information to help um, contextualize those contingencies and the work that the applicant has done to attempt to resolve mm-hmm. them, but as the Chair said, Uh, we would ask you to include all contingencies so that we can do a thorough staff review. Sure. Um, The worst-case scenario is that if something isn't met and it does need to come back to the Planning Commission, it would come back to the Planning Commission, but this enables us to resolve those matters, and i would, very confident that we'll be able to do that after tonight's meeting, assuming approval.
1: I think the last question I had was, kind of getting back to the photometric plan, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be seeing on here, but how many lighting fixtures are proposed that the photometric plan would cover?
0: Well, at this point, we've got two locations with double head fixtures, okay. but if we need more, we will put more in. Okay. To me, the key here is how you shield that right. so it doesn't yeah. spill onto the adjoining property and it, it doesn't create a,
5: exactly. a glare or,
0: or an imposition of somebody driving on the road. Right. So with the development of that, Photometric data. We will have also the shielding that's provided, okay. so that you can look at it. I think it's within three feet of the height above the roadway. You got to have a one foot foot candle illumination level. So that's what we'll be sh- designing to. So. Okay. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry.
3: No, you're fine. Uh, this is kind of a not directly related to this, but our overall conversation uh, from earlier and what we're doing on master planning. It's a small site. I know it doesn't uh, affect a large amount, but the stormwater uh, drainage from this site compared to what it was currently, what it is currently, is quite a bit increased on a percentage basis. And it's these types of things incrementally that we do throughout the city that provide more stormwater runoff uh, into our system. And I know there's no regulations to say we need to do something differently here and we have to have the stormwater management uh, of this reviewed and approved by the city yet. But to me, it's just a small snapshot of how incrementally we just continue to Yep. You know, go down this path that we need to look at some things in the future, maybe more permeable solutions and retention, and you know, certain areas or whatever. But that's not into play with this one. I just wanted to point out that this is a another stepwise,
1: yeah, you know, add-on. Uh, other questions for the applicant? All right. Thank you, Mr. Dice. Okay, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: I just wanted to confirm you. The landscaping has not been updated in this document. No, there's and two also bushes the that need to be added. Okay, and the dumpster issue also has not been updated. Right. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you, Mr. Dice. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I will use my discretion to go ahead and open up uh, for the public. <clears> open <throat> up for public comments again. Um, public comments or questions. We'd welcome anybody um, to step up to the blue mat. Um, name and address, and then uh, public comments or questions. Public comments for or against or questions. All right, hearing none, I'll close the public hearing again, and we will go into deliberation and decision by the Planning Commission. To James's point I we have basically two options in my view Um, we can vote to table this until we see the actual updated plans after staff has reviewed them or we can simply uh, approve the original site plan with the eight contingencies I think is the decision before us
5: I feel really comfortable with an updated um, plan that we can see and then staff having had time to review it okay I think we haven't gone wrong with that method so far
3: Others? I didn't quite catch everything Ariel said.
5: Oh, I think it's a good idea to have staff review it and then have an updated plan.
3: Come back another, okay. So you're looking to table then?
5: Yeah, I think that's best.
4: That was kind of my going in thing, while those things were still open, particularly not having talked to the uh, you know, not having uh, an approval by the fire department. Uh, I could go either way. I, from a, you know, I don't wanna, if this is on somebody's critical path to get things in for winter, I'd be a little more flexible. Uh, But I I don't like plans with eight contingencies. Uh, you You know, it almost looks like we're not, doing our job, but again, if we want to, you know, put that burden on staff, it almost looks like we're not doing our job, is kind of where I am kind of have a little bit of qualms.
3: Well, staff has to look at it anyway, so. yeah. You know whether we table or not they yep. have to go through all of you will be right. saving us any work you know, there's nothing <laughs> from what i see that's uh, going to save them any work no. um, and so are, are we going to have a motion to table is that what we would need or
1: it's up to the just the if commission so we can i guess okay. we can make a motion to table and we can vote it up and down and go on right. from there or we can consider other options.
2: I would, I would just interject two points real quick. One, if you do choose to table this item or any item, you do need to table that to a date specific and that would generally be your next regular meeting, which is November 16. yeah um, Two, I would say generally speaking, I would recommend that if you are entertaining tabling that you do so only when you feel that a project may change to some degree to satisfy okay. a contingency that would necessitate you seeing it again. So if you feel like the contingencies are just things you wanna know were addressed or not, that's a situation where I would say, I hope you would have confidence in staff's ability to Mm -hmm. determine whether or not something had been done. If you feel that your contingency is of such a degree that it's gonna fundamentally change the plan in a significant way that you feel needs to be vetted back out and that you're not sure what you want until you see it, then that would probably be the most appropriate time to entertain a table. So just, you're welcome to table it at your discretion, but I would be my recommendation as you consider cases like this where there are contingencies, would be to think about the value in its return to you. And if it's just simply to say, okay, those matters were dealt with that that's, I would generally recommend that that be approved and handled by staff as part of the contingency process even if there's 20 contingencies Mm -hmm. because if it's just Mm -hmm. us checking that yep it's there it's there it's there it's there i mean we can very readily do that without it coming back through the public process
3: the only potential one that could change it would be the uh, fire safety one if the fire marshal determines that uh, the hydrant isn't going to cut it and they need uh, more turnaround space it could drastically change that's The only thing of the contingencies I I believe that. I agree with
1: you, but I believe in that scenario we've heard that would be a worst case and that if it did significantly change the orientation of the site, it would have to come back to us anyways. Okay. That's the only thing I see that would kind of
3: meet what you had talked about, and that's small potential potential. Mm
1: -hmm. So I'm looking for a motion. Uh, all right, I will step up I move we approve site <laughs> plan number 419 I second We have a motion by Commissioner Kohlinger and a second by Commissioner McCoy to approve site plan number 419 uh, We please go roll Fields
2: yes. Decro? yes Decro yes Mayville yes Bain yes McCoy yes Kohlinger yes Craig Yes, mr. Chair that passes seven to zero, all right
1: I uh, do want to say I appreciate um, the concerns uh, that were mentioned. Um, we typically don't like to see incomplete site plans, so I'm glad that we took an extra two weeks to begin with, um, and I appreciate the attention to detail of everyone um, as well. So.
2: And I I mentioned this at the previous meeting, but uh, the applicant deserves a lot of credit for sticking with uh, this project (laughs) has been very complicated. I think the site is just like dimensionally, I'm sure he would agree that another five foot of width (laughs) would have made a whole world of difference in in making this project a little bit simpler. And so we've been through multiple uh, iterations of this plan as we've tried to navigate all the code requirements, and he's been very diligent about getting those turned around to us. So we're very confident that we'll see that as well as we move through the contingencies.
1: All right. Next item on our agenda are public comments unrelated to items on the agenda. Are there any public comments unrelated to items on the agenda? Uh, Next item is new business. We have one item underneath new business, and that is the 2023 meeting schedule.
2: All right, Mr. Chair, um, your proposed meeting dates uh, were provided to you in your packet. Unfortunately, this is a new planning director problem. Um, We did have one conflict as we were preparing the community calendar. We realized that we had a conflict with the proposed um, March meeting date on the 1st. Uh, Tuesday in March, and so we um, I provided you with an updated schedule on the dais for your regular meetings, which maintains your typical second Tuesday meeting in March, and also maintains the one adjustment to your typical schedule, which is to host the second meeting in March on the third Tuesday. Um, that avoids a conflict with the public school spring break. There are 23 regular meetings proposed, so two per month with the exception of the month of December. In addition to the regular meeting schedule, you also have a special meeting schedule that was included in your electronic packet for consideration for adoption tonight. This is the same schedule that was presented to you as part of the work plan, with the exception of the last meeting on the schedule, which is the June 27 date. Uh, that has only changed in the respect that staff included the wrong date on your previous, in the work plan, <laughs> so this adjusts that date. Thanks to Commissioner Bain for identifying that error. This just shifts that to coincide with your regular fourth Tuesday meeting. So Mr. Chair, just looking for the Planning Commission to take action to adopt those schedules as
5: presented.
4: Any questions? Looking for a motion or?
5: Correct. And it's intentional that the November date is a Wednesday.
2: Which November date? The
5: November 16th special meeting. Next meeting next
1: mm week? Our next meeting?
5: Yeah.
2: Yes. So yes, your next regular meeting and your next special meeting were shifted up a week and are on a Wednesday uh, because the Zoning Board of Appeals meets on that third Tuesday. Okay.
4: And I think if I remember the history on that, it's because we wanted to avoid Thanksgiving.
2: Correct. This does give you all a nice (laughs) and I'm sure very well-deserved Thanksgiving (laughs) break.
1: You as well. So we we are looking for a motion to uh, approve the meeting schedule.
3: I I move that we approve the 2023 meeting schedule uh, as outlined in our packet.
1: Second. We have a motion for Commissioner Mayville and a second for Commissioner Craig to uh, uh, approve the 2023 (laughs) meeting schedule. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. Meeting schedule is adopted. Next item on our agenda are communications. I'm seeing none, correct? That's correct. Uh, Next item on the agenda is a report of the chairperson. Um, I do want to mention um, a thank you to uh, Commissioner Fields and Commissioner Deckerow. We did meet um, and review the bylaws um, and had a good conversation. We'll have uh, some recommendations uh, for the rest of the Planning Commission to consider. Um, So thank you both for your time again. I really appreciate um, the input. Um, the, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is just want to be respectful of everyone's time, so we could consider this as early as our next meeting on November 16th, we're already meeting at 6 o'clock um, for the special meeting, so I don't think it'll take a ton of time to get through, but do want to be respectful of people's time and wanted to see if you wanted to do it as early as the 16th or if you wanted to wait until um, our first meeting in December. If nobody has a preference, I'm going to push that we go ahead and get it done.
5: If it requires a vote, it's probably worth mentioning that I won't be able to make that Wednesday.
1: Okay.
2: (coughs) It will require a two thirds vote of the members of the count of the commission, so we'll be looking for, we'll need six affirmative votes to amend.
3: Even if there's just seven here or something? Yep, it's six
2: regardless of, if there's six in attendance, it requires six. If we have five, then we won't be able to act on them.
3: Okay.
1: All right. Well, I will assume that it, uh, if we have at least six people here at our next meeting, we will go ahead and consider the changes then. Um, and uh, before we move on, knowing that you're not going to be here next week, um, and welcome comments from you as well, anything you want to uh, provide coming out of that meeting that we had?
5: Oh, I felt like it was really productive. I mean, I. mean, um a lot of, I think, what we talked about was common sense, which it always makes me feel <laughs> good. There were no like major glaring red flags of like, oh, this is illegal, so <laughs> that's always, a, I think, a good thing, and I, um, I think we should almost figure out a way to make that a normal part of our process, even when we're not changing something. Okay. Just even that kind of a discussion format in a smaller group could be helpful, um, especially when I was newer. I think I would have really valued it, I st- still did, but I think it would just be good for to keep the juices flowing because I mean, in our meeting, I hope I'm not like spoiler alerting, but in go our ahead. meeting, I think we talked about things that were not exactly the task, but very relevant to what we were doing and mm-hmm. kind of our food for thought for our future decisions.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> anything else for
2: you? No, I agree, but I think it makes sense to to review on a more frequent basis because it was actually very helpful for me to go through it at that level of detail. So.
1: All right, Nothing else had. well, we will provide more information in our meeting on the 16th. Uh, report of the planning director.
2: Sure, so uh, in your packet I provided an update on where things stand with uh, Midland City Modern. Um, we did have our bar crawl event um, the day that the packet, or the day after the packet went out, um uh, and that was really fun uh as you might imagine it's a park <laughs> fun. i had a lot of fun i uh, had some some uh, great beer and uh, mixed drinks and i uh, got a lot of really good feedback both um for the plan but also on the event which was very nice to to hear um, we got some news coverage in the midland daily news um, as well so we were appreciative of that um, We have our next upcoming pop-up studio planned for November 9th at Coffee Chaos. Um, I know in uh, in my memo, I said 7 to 9 a.m. Coffee Chaos opens at 6, so um, I may just pop over there at 6 a.m. and get Mm -hmm. things started. Um, So that should be fun. Um, You won't have to drink beverages to share feedback with us, I assure you. So for those who don't enjoy drinking anything, there will be events for you later. Um, we're just kind of a little beverage heavy at the front end. Um, we've got some tentative dates with Washington Woods and Riverside Place for February. Um, I'm playing phone tag with someone at my Michigan Health, but we've got some tentative commitments there to get in and hopefully engage with their employees. And we also have some tentative commitments from the public schools for the same um, to engage with students. So. Very excited about all of those um, opportunities. Um, in addition, I'll be giving presentations to the advisory, the Aviation Advisory uh, Commission in November and the Parks and Rec Commission in December. So getting them um, back up to speed with where we're at with the master plan process and finding out what their priorities are. And I'll be able to report that back out to you. Um, I think that's really the, the major substance that I wanted to share on the master plan. Um, In addition, in my director's report, I did wanna let you know that um, many of you, some of you weren't even on the Planning Commission the last time you saw this item, but there's been work on the Center City Overlay Project. Um, This is some additional uh, zoning regulations that apply in the Center City District. And these were uh, one of the tasks identified in the Center City Redevelopment Plan that the authority has um, identified as a priority. And so, A package of text amendments and map amendments will be coming forward to the Center City Authority on November 16th they also happen to meet on the same day as your next regular meeting and so um, staff will be making presentation to them giving them an opportunity to provide feedback if they're comfortable with the recommendations as presented um, that could come to the Planning Commission as soon as your December meeting for consideration Um, So very excited that's been over a year since it was before the Planning Commission for some discussion of some uh, preliminary ideas So we're looking forward to getting that um, to the next step Um, That's all I have in terms of the directors report Mr. Chair
1: Well, congratulations more than anything you are Midland famous at this point you were front page above the fold um, for your coverage nice big picture of you I, and yeah. Mr. Smith. So. I will be signing
2: autographs in the lobby <laughs> after the meeting. I think for we knew one. you before the fame. <laughs> it has it has gone to my head I'm afraid so I apologize in advance. The publicity or the drinks? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs>
1: Um, but more than I just really encouraged I really like the format of the events that we've got that you've got planned in particular and was very encouraged to see um, 25 people attended the first one that it garnered the attention of the they knew so I mean we've talked a lot about public participation um, On this commission, and um, I'm really encouraged to see that uh, More of the public is participating so
5: from the number well of like public events. I've been a part of with different groups We sometimes struggle to get 25 in a week's worth of events that are for different boards so I mean one event having 25 people is
1: significant i agree all right items for our next agenda on november 16th Um, we have our special meeting at 6 p.m we have the conditional use permit number 80 and we will also be considering changes to the bylaws
2: and i will add we have two additional petitions that we received after the packet was prepared um, for your next meeting one is a conditional land use permit for Andy's Place development this is 50 units of multiple family housing at 1510 Bayless and we will have a zoning petition for property that was recently annexed into the city from Larkin Township and this is property located at 2025 North Jefferson Road so this is in the uh, north uh, northwest corner of Jefferson and Commerce um, so the addressing gets a little confusing because we're we're not by the community center we're <laughs> out north of 10 on Jefferson Road um, but those items as well as the bylaws will be also on your November agenda.
1: All right um, and want to emphasize again uh, knowing how close that is to Thanksgiving if people know that they are not going to be able to make it um, as much advance notice as possible would be um, ideal. That's a busy agenda and we have a two-thirds that needs to happen for the bylaws so we want to make sure we
2: have a, a quorum. Also need to mail in a pie so if you I want mean, to drop that off at the office I, before you leave town. Making things. <laughs> that <laughs> is <laughs> the best
5: thing
1: to tell you. Have there there. I like I that incentive. That I'll
5: make anything
1: you want. All right. I'm looking for a final motion. <clears throat>
0: I move we adjourn. I second.
1: We have a motion from Commissioner Main and a second from Commissioner Decrow to adjourn. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. We are adjourned.